Welcome back to the show. Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. Time to go in the clubhouse with Mike Rizzo from the Washington Nationals. Brought to you by Burke and Herbert Bank. Unexpectedly different. Mike, hello. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Mike, you're in one of your favorite cities. Might be your favorite city of Los Angeles. Yeah, it's one of it's one of the beautiful cities in the country. It's, uh, we're lucky to... Uh, we're going to make three West Coast trips this year uh, because of the uh, interleague interleague schedule so uh yeah we we bounce out here three different times this year which is uh a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of trips well i know the temperature is a little bit nicer there than it is here because it's going to be about 92 here today and then later in the week it's going to be about 98 yeah i think by friday they're calling for a high of 98 degrees and i'm guessing by wow. game time in anaheim <laughs> it's probably like 70 degrees and beautiful oh, it's no just, humidity just perfect yep the sun is out and it's probably about 80 degrees today so Good. It's a beautiful day here in California. And by the way, congratulations on just pummeling the Reds over the last four days. I mean, you just pounded them, scored 35 runs in the four games. The Reds pitching staff is pathetic. You took advantage of it. Uh, guys are putting up numbers. I mean, Harper's having just an unbelievable year. Murphy's ridiculous. Rendon's ridiculous. I mean, that's got to feel good just to watch your lineup just pound another team and take the pressure off uh, – you know, not just the starting pitchers, but the bullpen. Yeah, it's great. You know, we've we've got a we we, fig, we figured in the in the winter we'd have ourselves a really long, uh, difficult lineup for pitchers to maneuver uh, through, uh, and uh, that's held true. And we, you know, we've got guys uh, that are really stepping up and uh, and playing well for us. Uh, you know, we we it can't be understated that uh, we're we're without four important everyday players in, in our lineup right now and still playing extremely well offensively and defensively for that fact for that matter of fact uh you know with eaten and, and worth out of your you know two-thirds of your starting outfield is is uh, on the disabled list and, you know trey turner uh, is out and then michael taylor who came on really really strong is, is out so you know we're relying on our 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 depth in our minor leagues our, our prospects like the the good ones the good ones Chances of the world, and uh, and you know I can't say enough about our veteran bench players who've come off and played extremely well. Uh, you know Stephen Drew is just a consummate professional. You've got uh, you know you've got Ryan Rayburn, you've got Adam Lind. Uh, these guys are stepping up and playing key roles uh, at, during key times in in a season when we need them most, and uh, they perform admirably. Mike, I know you don't feel bad for the Reds, nor should you, but do you look at the way their pitching staff is struggling right now? They're scuffling, and say to yourself. Man, I'm glad I'm not the GM in Cincinnati. I'm really happy to be the GM in Washington right now, especially with the pitching staff that you've assembled and accrued throughout the years. Yeah, well, I was the GM of the Reds at one time, if you remember correctly. You know, every team goes through it with a, you know, when when you have to really rebuild and, you know, kind of start from scratch. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there's teams that, uh, you know, we were one of those teams back in the day when we were getting, you know, pummeled (laughs) day in and day out. You've got to keep your head up and and try and try and see the big picture. Uh, you know they're looking at big picture right now. We're look we're looking at uh, you know we're looking at you know what's what's to happen this year, and they're looking at what's to happen two or three years from now. And uh, uh, I do feel for them. You know teams go through cycles, and uh, and I, uh, I I talked to Billy Bean when we did the the trade with Oakland. Uh, 
you know, that, uh, you know, teams are in, the interesting, interesting thing about the trade deadline is teams are in different positions in, in their, you know, in their success curve. And, uh, you know, Billy's, you know, he said, yeah, we're, we're in last place and we're, you know, we're selling off veterans and, uh, you know, we're in first place trying to, you know, trying to bolster ourselves for, for a playoff run. So, uh, we've been in their position. You have to have, uh, uh, you know, empathy for them and uh, and feel uh, feel their pain a little bit, but uh, it's often it's often those teams that have nothing to lose uh, uh, playing against a team that has uh, a lot to lose that often gives you a lot of trouble. It's and I've always said it's not who you play, it's when you play them, and you, know, you could you could catch the Reds on on a hot streak and uh, and they can give you trouble. But uh, uh, give credit to the to our, our starting pitchers who gave us a chance to win each game and our and our hitters who really gave us a, a cushion to uh, to feel a little bit more comfortable. Joined by Mike Rizzo, GM of the Nationals, who are running away with the NL East. And, of course, you got the bullpen help that everybody's been talking about. Talk about the two guys that you brought in from Oakland, what you expect from them, and if there is a 1A closer on this team right now, or is it still something that Dusty's going to feel out and maybe use committee? I, uh, I'll answer the last part. I don't think we're going to use a committee. I think we're going to have uh, more distinct roles uh, in the bullpen. I think that's uh, what these guys are, have been built on, uh, Doolittle and Matson, and, and it'll fill in with the rest of the guys. Uh, you know, with uh, with Sean Doolittle, you know, a University of Virginia guy who uh, who played uh, who played first base and pitched a little bit uh, in uh, at University of Virginia, was drafted as a, as a hitter, uh, morphed into the into the pitching realm. Uh, early in his minor league career, you know he's a left-handed pitcher with uh, with with a lot of guts, uh, throws extremely hard, uh, has uh, has stuff to close, has closed in the past, has, has pitched in the playoffs and in a, a lot of high leverage situations. Uh, he's uh, he's been fairly dominant this year uh, against left-handed uh, left-handed hitters. Uh, and uh, fares well against righties. Also, uh, you know, he's a guy. It's it's a, a back end of a game uh, option for us, and I think really bolsters us. Uh, you know, not only for this year, but we control this player uh, for years to come. So that was a, a important part of of the of the deal that we made. Uh, and Ryan Matson is a consummate veteran. Played with uh, you know played with Joe Blanton and, and Jason Worth on that 08 World Championship team. He's he's won two World Championships as a relief pitcher. Uh, and uh, you know has closed out games uh, in uh, in successful fashion. Uh, you know as early as a couple of years ago, where he had 30 saves. You know he's he's a fastball, curveball, changeup guy. Throws 94 to 96. Uh, he goes in and attacks hitters and uh, and throws a lot of strikes. Both of these guys fill up the strike zone. Uh, attack hitters and are very very aggressive with their stuff. And uh, you know we uh, expect them to you know come in fit in perfectly in a clubhouse. They're, they're both team guys. They're both great guys and uh, great people and, uh, in the clubhouse, in the community. And, uh, you know, once they cross the white line, they're all business. So uh, the, the veteran presence that we we're looking for, I think it'll make uh, everybody else in the bullpen uh, pitch better because I think they'll be more comfortable in the roles that they're in. And it just gives us two more options to get guys out and uh, two more options to get those last three important outs. So, Mike, I assume that uh... – you still talk to GMs before the trade deadline. Uh, can you envision, you know, both Doolittle and Matson? And, and like you mentioned, they've saved games before. They've done it before. Uh, but can you envision them setting up another closer that you might acquire? Is that a possibility? You still looking? 
Well, I think I think that we've done the, most of our heavy lifting uh, for for the trade deadline. But that's not to say that uh, if there's a value that we feel can can help us, that we wouldn't be aggressive like we always are and and uh, and attack that and try and try and improve ourselves. So, I uh, I think that uh, that that Ryan and uh, and Sean are uh, are the are the big pieces that we were looking for. Uh, these guys fit for us, like I said, perfectly. It balances our bullpen, one left-handed, one right-handed. Uh, it, it also gives us uh, it gives us bullpen options, not only for the remainder of this year, uh, for for next year with Ryan and, and Sean and, and beyond with Sean after that. So uh, we really like the trade, and, and uh, it, it was something that uh, – that came together you know, rather quickly uh, with with Oakland and I uh, after talking for a while, but uh, I think it's a, it's a good baseball deal for both for both sides, and uh, and it was uh, it was something that uh, it's never easy to give up you know good young players, but uh, to get uh, the type of uh, the type of bullpen help that we needed, uh, and uh, and with these type of these type of people. Uh, it was. I thought it was an important thing for us to do. We're joined by Mike Rizzo from the Washington Nationals. If Nats fans save their Edwin Jackson jerseys, they are in luck. He's back on the roster to fill in for Joe Ross. Been nearly five years since he was last with the Nats. He's played for 12 teams in 15 major league seasons. How did this reunion come about? Well, we uh, you know we had scouted him uh, as he was playing in the minor leagues with with uh, a couple other organizations this year. Uh, he threw extremely well, according to our scouts. Uh, we we signed him to a to a minor league deal with uh, with no promises and, and no promises to him and and uh, and our expectations were tamper were tempered and uh, we're uh, we saw a, a, a guy go out there with that's in terrific condition physically fit uh, and and threw the ball extremely well uh, you know this stuff has never been a problem for Edwin Jackson he's got one of the, the youngest livest arms uh, that I've ever scouted uh, and. Uh, you know, we saw this guy perform for us in in, in AAA, and you know he he forced us to bring him to the big leagues by his performance. It was uh, you know 17 innings. Uh, the numbers you know speak for themselves. I don't have them off the top of my head, but they were outstanding. Really unfortunate uh, what happened with Joe. Uh, you got to feel for him. Um, and then so Edwin gets the, the the first crack at the fifth starter. And I know you don't need the fifth starter in the playoffs. You don't need the fifth starter to win the division, but you still need you know, a solid fifth starter to go out there and give you, you know, six innings. You don't want to tax the bullpen. Um, you don't want to punt that fifth game. Um, if Edwin doesn't work out, can you give us some more options? Is this something that's a legitimate concern for you, or, or is Edwin the guy going forward? I think we have uh, we have options beyond beyond Edwin. Uh, we uh, we we feel good about the opportunity that we're giving Edwin. I think he's going to uh, I think he's going to you know grab it and, and and run with it. That's his personality. And like I said, this uh, the stuff and performance that he's shown uh, recently uh, gives us reason to believe that he'll be successful. Uh, but if not, we've got uh, we've got very capable guys behind him. You know, AJ Cole, uh, although his numbers aren't as strong as they've been in the past in AAA, he's throwing the ball much much better. Uh, you've got Austin Voth, who who's coming off uh, coming off the disabled list. Uh, we moved him to AA to get uh, his feet back on the ground. Uh, is on the on the roster, and and we also have been stretching out Eric Fetty uh, to uh, to return to a starter through three solid innings. The uh, other his last start in AAA. And uh, you know he's building off that uh, to get him to get him to 100 pitches, and then uh, and then if we need to, we will certainly uh, not be afraid to grab go grab him to uh, make his major league debut. All right, so we're going to get to Trey Turner here in a second, but give us the update on Michael and Jason. 
and their injuries. Uh, Jason's, yeah, Jason's uh, uh, toe has uh, uh, has responded well, but uh, when he really pushes it, uh, uh, when he runs, it, it was it was flaring up. So what we did was we we backed him off it, and wanted, we want that toe. We want him to be able to run full go, pain free, and not and not push it. So uh, he's uh, he's a week or so away from uh, from doing some baseball activities. Uh, and who else did you say, Trey Turner? No, no, uh, Michael Taylor. Oh, Mike, Michael Taylor. Michael Taylor uh, had that had that little rib oblique uh, 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 a tweak, and uh, he's doing very, very well. Uh, I don't think it'll be much longer before we see uh, we see Michael Taylor going on uh, a short rehab stint and uh, and getting him back uh, in the uh, in the big league soon. It's time for the Burke and Herbert Bank fan question of the week. What's the latest on Trey Turner's recovery from his broken wrist? That from Matt in Alexandria. Well, Trey, you know those; these are probably the the easiest type of uh, injuries to uh, to kind of rehab. It's uh, you know it's a broken bone. Once once the bone is healed, then we we can ramp up extremely uh, quickly and get him back on the field. Uh, uh, we uh, he's in uh, he's in West Palm Beach right now, uh, doing all his uh, all his uh, uh, rehab work. Uh, he has not done any baseball bat uh, swinging the bat uh, uh, activities yet. Uh, we we give him uh, X-rays and bone scans every two for another bone scan, and uh, the last bone scan we had and an X-ray we had showed the bone healing. And uh, once the bone is fully healed, uh, and uh, we will crank it up. And uh, you know he's young and athletic; it won't take him long to uh, to get back on the field once he can begin baseball activities. In the meantime, he's doing all his uh, all his other uh, exercises. He's he's working out, lifting weights. Running, keeping his legs in shape, and uh, and that type of thing. Hey, Mike, nice cushy schedule over the next seven days or so. Two games at the Angels, off day. Travel to Arizona, off day, and then back home. So many off days. Look at this. Mm-hmm. It's rare in Major League Baseball. After, after I think forty. After I think uh, we we ended the uh, we we kind of we kind of limped into the uh, All Star break with forty six games in forty eight days, oh. and uh, we we needed those four days off. We need these two days off, and these the days off seriously are like gold, and these players really, you know, really uh, embrace them because uh, it's uh, at this time of year, you know, you get into July and August, it's a grind, and uh, and you know we're uh, the good thing is when when we do get these guys back healthy, it'll be like we're getting uh, some new fresh energetic guys that uh, haven't played in a while and they'll be chopping to fit to go out and play so that's a good thing mike when guys have a day off on the road in between cities do they literally just sleep in the hotel all day or do they get out go play golf or you know just go see the city what, what do they do usually yeah, a lot of guys a lot of guys will uh will do absolutely nothing you know uh, a lot of the pitchers will have to go into the ballpark because they have to to some type of program they're on throw throwing program so They'll pop in there for an hour or so, do their touring program, and get out and do something. But uh, you know, when you're in this kind of when you're in this kind of grind, uh, I remember when we were in that in the throes of that that long 46 games in 48 days. We had that we had that one day off. You didn't see a you didn't see a peep out of anybody. There 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 was nobody in the lobby. There was nobody there was nobody out and about. It was it was just you could see these guys just hunkering down in the rooms and a lot of room service uh, in those times and. Uh, the uh, uh, Arizona is going to be, you know, it'll be 120 degrees in Arizona. So I would think there'll be a lot of indoor activities. And uh, we often, uh, Dust, I know Dusty uh, appeals to the players to, uh, you know, be smart on their days off, you know, no, uh, 
motocrossing or uh, skydiving or anything <laughs> right. like that to hurt themselves. <laughs> Smart man. Well, enjoy the trip, and we will talk to you again next week, Mike. Thanks. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yep. man. That was Mike Rizzo, GM of the Washington Nationals, brought to you by Burke and Herbert Bank, unexpectedly different.